Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello, good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you're well. I've missed you. Um, The whole weekend went by, and I'm thrilled to be with you, and I pray that you're well, um, and that all manner of things are well, and that you are, uh, uh, oh, how do I say, Uh, my heart is that your entire focus would be on your family, on loving one another, if you're a wife, on your husband, if you're a husband, on your wife, and then both of you on your children together. Um, informing your home. Uh, But with that, I pray uh, daily, truly, that you would find a way to bring your children home. Many have. Many have brought them home out of, certainly out of public schools, because that will be their destruction. And and out of most Catholic schools as well. There are some very good Catholic schools. And um, here in our own Diocese of Tulsa, uh, the bishop has um, uh, um, developed a very, through some magnificent uh, souls, a very wonderful classical education program. There are many, many good schools. But I would say more than not, uh, Catholic schools um, are Catholic in name only, and uh, the sex education that is taught, the lack of formation, all of that uh, is even worse than the public schools used to be. So um, I beg you, I continue to beg you to find a way to bring your children home. Nothing that is your number one vocation is to raise your children for God, for the kingdom, for heaven, and nothing else could be more important and I know some parents say, well, when they reach this age or that age, but it's already too late because they're already formed. Three years old, they're formed. They're being formed. And when they're teenagers, it's, it's just too late. Um, not that nothing can be done, but it's going to be a real struggle at that point. Um, life's, uh, last week, October 9th, LifeSite News um, published an article by John Henry Weston, the editor of LifeSite News and co-founder of it. And um, he explains in this article, I'm reading from it, how bishops are responsible for sex education, taking away children's innocence at Catholic schools. And the title of the article is The Other Global Pandemic, which is the sexualization of our children helped by bishops. Now, I, 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 I almost can't bear to speak about bishops in a negative way. Um, um, but I think we're in an age where, where so many have lost the faith. And, and, and just as the scriptures say, hearts will grow cold. 
even the elect, if possible, will be deceived. I think we're living through that now. I'm going to read you that article. Um, we're going to take your calls, your emails, your texts um, at the half-hour break. But the um, uh, the article reads that... Um, This talk that I'm going to read that's been printed out was given as part of an online conference titled Father's Call to Bishops. That's husband's, father's call to bishops. Help us to defend our children's purity. That was the title of the conference. It was organized by Voice of the Family and made available through LifeSite News. And so the article is dated October 9th. This is the 12th. And um, this is uh, John Henry's talk at that conference, and it begins, We have reached the final stage of sexualization of children. Now, um, I'll just comment a little bit through this. I don't know how John Henry says it's the final stage. Um, I think evil will grow worse and worse. And it's it's certainly an unimaginable stage, which may appear to be the final stage. But I I um, I I would not doubt it somehow could get worse. John Henry writes: the agenda is no longer hidden in the shadows and concealed; it is openly stated and published, even lauded. Legislation has been passed demonstrating the agenda for all to see the corruption of our children by the satanic horde has been accomplished not despite the best efforts of true shepherds of the church, but I hate to say it, John Henry says, with the collusion of the vast majority of those who call themselves the successors of the apostles." Modesty and any and innocence, custody of the eye. This is all John Henry. I'm gonna, I'm not going to comment hardly because it, we won't get through the article. I'll just read it. Modesty and innocence, custody of the eyes, and temperance have been almost completely ignored by the hierarchy. They have paid attention to the authorities of the world, the psychologists, psychiatrists, and sex experts of the same ilk that led them to the clergy's sexual abuse crisis and cover-up in the first place. The hierarchy has entered into politics and played political games. Anarchists have maintained the constant demand for total destruction of the family. Their henchmen in politics have moved the needle slowly toward that perverse agenda of sexualization of our children, and the vast majority of bishops have given in little by little, thinking they were doing their best to hold the line with only little compromises here and there. I'm not even speaking here of the radical left bishops, such as, um, uh, I'll just read what John Henry writes here, um, and I wouldn't read it if I disagreed or, or thought it shouldn't be read, but this is as public as could be. Um, uh, John Henry says, I'm not even speaking here of the radical left bishops, such as Chicago Cardinal Blaise Supich, who has encouraged the LGBT indoctrination of Catholics. Even conservative cardinals, such as Toronto's Cardinal Thomas Collins, after negotiating with politicians 
who were demanding adherence to the LGBT ideology and threatening the removal of public funds from Catholic schools caved in to allow for and in fact invite all Catholic high schools to have gay straight, gay hyphen straight alliance clubs under the aegis of non-discrimination. To me, that is horrifying. That is putting a knife through souls for the sake of money. It's so awful. No Catholic should take a penny from the government. No Catholic should take a penny for any program for the government. Not schools, not Catholic charities, nobody. Absolutely nobody. Um, And if it means you don't have enough money to run your programs, don't run the programs. Do something else. Uh, If we live in God's will, beloved, we will never lack the funds for what God has called us to do. Excuse me one moment. The article continues, politics is described as the art of compromise, but there is no compromise with the truth. The successors of the apostles were given the unwelcome and unpopular task of demanding adherence to the fullness of the truth. In a society where that would have been met with ridicule and charges of extremeness, but the desire to please the world to cozy up to modern ideas, to be open to the modern world, were so enticing that compromise with the truth was permitted. This is so, um, I don't know the word, heartbreaking isn't the word, shocking isn't the word, astounding maybe. It's so unimaginable to me because we're speaking of our bishops, not just of the Christian world. We're speaking of our shepherds. And our shepherds, for the most part, have gone astray or remained silent, which is um, uh, uh, which is, how do I say, what's the words for it? How can a shepherd remain silent if the, and the sheep won't hear his voice? Or when it, they do hear his voice, it's, it's, um, it leads them astray. It's, it's just an awful thing. John Henry continues the instruction on modest dress for women laid out by Pope Pius XII is never mentioned. The counsel to practice custody of the eyes is never taught. The age of innocence of children is savaged in Catholic schools by order of the bishops themselves, even over the objection of parents. So we fathers, and John Henry is one, he has eight children. So we fathers are here to say to the bishops, enough, enough. And um, there's the music for our break, beloved. We'll continue right after our break. And if you wish to give a call in early, you're welcome to do that toll free at one 511 5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back.
The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as the Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to the Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Are you ready for full contact Catholicism? This is Jesse Romero from the Terry and Jesse Show. Each weekday, we're talking about the things that matter to Catholics. Spiritual warfare, Marian devotion, tradition, and staying strong in your faith in this culture of death. I hope you'll join us. Give us a call during the show at 888-526-2151. It's the Terry and Jesse Show. 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Heard around the world on the iCatholic Radio app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We're going to continue with an article by John Henry Western uh, titled The Other Global Pandemic, which is the sexualization of our children helped by bishops. This is a hard article to read. Um, This is the uh, printout of the article on LifeSite News, October 9th edition online. And uh, just backing up a sentence, uh, John Henry writes, The age of innocence of children is savaged in Catholic schools by order of bishops, the bishops themselves, even over the objection of parents. He says, So we fathers are here to say to the bishops, Enough! Your compromises have gravely harmed our children, and it is time to repent. You have seen the statistics. The world has never been worse. There are more people who view pornography regularly today than there were people alive in 1917 when Our Lady warned that more people go to hell for sins of the flesh than for any other reason. A 2008 study found that 93% of boys aged 17 and under and 62% of girls the same age were exposed to online pornography during adolescence. 
and that was in 2008 when the internet was relatively innocent compared to what it has become in the last dozen years. Bishops and the Catholic school teachers in their diocese decided to educate, quote unquote, educate children as young as kindergarten about the parts of the body in an quote unquote open and honest way. This is this is just shocking. It is destroying the children. You raise them at home until they can go off to kindergarten and then you put them in the hands of people who destroy them. Naturally the article goes on to say These young children, when exposed to this so-called education, would be curious and ask further questions, awakening a curiosity that need not be there for years. The age-old wisdom of the church was once upon a time psychologically backed, recognizing an innocence to which all parents who have raised multiple children can attest if those precious little ones have not been poisoned by pornography or sex education. Parents know when their children are ready for education in the area of sexuality. The readiness for such information varies with each child. As parents know... The one-size-fits-all mandatory sex ed in classrooms has been a disaster and, in fact, is properly called sexual abuse. Did you hear that? You send your children for sex ed. It is sexual abuse. The scandals of modern-day sex education have been detailed by numerous parents who were horrified to discover what their children were learning at school. And I pause here to say, parents, you have no right from God. You have the stewardship over your children and no right to put them in anyone's hands unless you are confident those hands are Catholic and that will carry out your values. I continue with the article by John Henry Weston. Earlier this year, the U.S.-based Family Research Council released a 56-page booklet on, quote, sexual sex education in public schools, end quote, demonstrating how sex ed programs push the limits on what is appropriate, both in terms of excuse me, both in terms of the material presented to students and the age at which it's presented. And John Henry says, I apologize for having to mention publicly what our own children are being fed in taxpayer-funded schools in America. See, he's, he's apologizing to say publicly what our children are taught in schools. And I remember when, uh, during, when, when they, because of COVID, when schools were closed, children needed to start learning online, and the parents complained because they didn't want the, the parents seeing what the children were learning online, especially in sex ed. Awful. No parent should turn any child over to a class where the teacher hasn't, uh, in advance, shown that parent the books and what he or she will be learning. Um So John Henry says, I apologize for having to mention publicly what our own children are being fed in prayer 
uh, not in prayer, I'm sorry, in tax in taxpayer-funded schools in America. The FRC, Family Research Council, investigation found, listen to this, beloved, prepubescent children in Austin, Texas, are encouraged to consider, I hate to say this over the air here, um, I'm just going to say every every form of intercourse you can think of, every form through every entry, every form you can think of. It, I, I can't even say more than I've already just said. It's so awful. Homosexually, homosexuality and trans ideology are pushed in programs by Planned Parenthood for middle school students. Now, I, you know, if the bishop... Uh, I was going to say the Bishop of Austin, Texas is listening. Um, I think that we're talking about public school. Can you imagine uh, children, prepubescent children, being considered, encouraged to consider uh, and, and shown all these forms of intercourse? Can you imagine that? It, it, the, the, the people should be arrested the police should be there and arrest them. It's amazing. Here's another one. Many public schools are being uh, beginning to teach the radical anti-science proposition that biological sex is meaningless, that some kids are born in the wrong body, and that some girls um, have male parts too. Oh. Schools in Indiana actually send teens shopping for condoms with a worksheet to fill out comparing brands, prices, lubrication, and whether or not they are comfortable shopping in the store. One more. As LifeSite has reported, the right to abortion is a standard part of sex education in public schools. Can you imagine? The right to abortion is a part of sex education in public schools. It's not a right God ever gave. God never gave a right to, to abortion. Never, ever, ever, ever. God never gave a right to immorality, to evil. No, that's not from God. In some institutions, students are told how to get an abortion and keep it a secret from their parents. They should be arrested. The booklet reports that schools in Indiana send students to visit clinics with a worksheet to fill out, let's see, send students to visit clinics with a worksheet to fill out about services provided um, and a place to fill out the bus route they took to get there. This is so awful. The utter destruction of our children and our civilization. Utter, utter destruction. Schools have deceived parents by misusing language. The booklet warns that the term consent, that's, um, yes, the booklet warns that the, let me just see for a moment here. Um, Sorry. I'm trying to go back to see um, actually what booklet it was. I don't have it at my, at my, um, 
at my desk right now. Um, hold on a minute. Let me just continue. The booklet warns that the term consent is no longer used exclusively to equip kids to resist committing or being a victim of sexual assault, end quote. Rather, com, uh, quote, the consent movement seems less about avoiding assault and more about promoting sex and sexual rights. The Family Research Council quoted uh, the Guttmacher Institute, the research arm of pro-abortion Planned Parenthood, which revealed, quote, teaching about consent is key to pushing back against abstinence-only messages. Abstinence, in turn, has nothing to do with waiting for marriage, but means abstinence until your next steady boyfriend or girlfriend. That's what it's come to mean. Parents who sought to avoid these problems by withholding their children from sex ed classes um, where such removal is not forbidden, is not forbidden by law, must also realize that they have not spared their children from the indoctrination of uh, indoctrination as it is now, as it now permeates all school courses. Even the indoctrination, um, I'm sorry, even classes as seemingly innocuous as history are not safe. All public schools in California, New Jersey, and Illinois are now required to teach children LGBTQ history. Can you imagine that? They've wiped out the history in many cases of our country. They've wiped out the history of Christianity, but now they care about the history um, let me just see here of LGBTQ. It's incredible. And Illinois, in Illinois schools are not even allowed to purchase history textbooks that fail to include an LGBTQ angle. Those have to be recent books. And that's a report for the Family Research Council. In gym classes, male teens are permitted in the girls' um, change rooms. So in terms of the world, things have gotten worse. Hold on one moment. With open and extreme sexualization of children taking place before our eyes, some secular philosophers and politicians have spoken out, urging parents to action. Not the bishops, beloved, but secular philosophers and politicians have spoken out, urging parents to action. We're letting our children be destroyed. And again, from kindergarten on up, it is more awful than any home sex education would be. I assure you of that, beloved. You need to bring your children home and out of this um, Marxist uh, agenda. Uh, there's the music for our break, beloved. I will take your calls and emails when we return. And the toll-free number, one 511 5483 or email mother 
at thestationofthecross.com. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern, the Station of the Cross brings you Mother Miriam Live. Mother Miriam is a Catholic nun on a mission to bring Jesus and a message of hope to a world that has lost its way. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam, and I am thrilled to welcome you to Mother Miriam Live. As always, you're going to be able to call, text, or email whatever your questions are. Through a partnership between the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, you will be able to listen and watch Mother Miriam Live on YouTube and Facebook at the Station of the Cross, including past episodes on podcasts. God bless you. Listen on your local Station of the Cross affiliate and our free iCatholic Radio mobile app, or watch the Mother Miriam Live video stream on Facebook and YouTube by searching the Station of the Cross. That's Mother Miriam Live each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, dear family. It's good to be with you, and uh, we have a whole half hour to ourselves, and I promise you I will stay awake. I can't promise that. I can't do that. But um, we welcome your calls, your emails, your texts, uh, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have Julie on the line from Illinois. Hello, Julie. Hi, Mother Miriam. How are Hi, you? Dear. Just, well, if I stay awake, I'm great. <laughs> um, you know, first, I just want to start off by saying I actually was just brought to you um, within the last week, somebody had recommended mm. your show. So I'm, I'm a new listener and um, God bless you. Welcome. I would also tell you that my husband and I have decided to homeschool our children. Yay. Um, yeah. And um, we, we, um, heard God's call loud and clear at the beginning of the pandemic. And so we, we know it's the right choice. We ha- we saw some of those issues in public school. So we are, um, we are committed to making this work. Outstanding. And Julie, uh, since you're new, um, you may not know that our, our we're a, a Benedictine uh, religious community and our uh, most recent newsletter is all about homeschooling, the whole newsletter. And we have resources of the top 
Catholic homeschooling uh, programs and uh, and resources. So if you wish to get a copy of that, um, you can go to our website, motherofisraelshope.org, click on uh, newsletters, and you can print it off for free, or you can um, uh, give us your address and we'll mail you one. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. So I have um, two questions for you. Um, first, I would ask, I am in search of a spiritual director. Does mm. a spiritual director need to be a priest or a bishop, or could it be a lay person? That's it, my can, question. it can be a lay person. I, you know, I, I recommend that um, anyone would look for a, a very good and holy priest first. A good and holy priest are going to be very, very busy, so it may not be possible, but I'd say that first. Um, secondly, I would uh, look even for a religious priest, part of a religious order, a Carmelite, Dominican, that sort of Benedictine, if possible. Um, but a lay person is just fine. It should be somebody who is, um, well, there are lay people that are certified uh, in spiritual direction. That could be good. Um, it it or just a very mature, holy uh, individual. And it should be a woman. If it's just for you, it should be a woman. Uh, if it's not a priest, it should be a woman. Or it could be, a, a, again, a brother, a religious. But if not, then it, it should be a woman, not a man. Um, and uh, they should just be very, very holy and be able to lead you. Okay, thank you. Yes, you will. Let me just mention that Thomas' father, Thomas Dubay, he's no longer alive, D-U-B-A-Y, wrote a book called Spiritual Direction. It's excellent. It tells you how to find a spiritual director and what to do in the interim. Very, very good book. Oh, thank you for the recommendation. You're welcome. Um, my other my other question for you is, um, I am going to confession regularly now, and I am finding myself um, with guilt and shame of years past and those sins that I have forgotten to confess. And I'm even worried that I have forgotten sins that at the time, maybe I didn't even know they were sins, if, if that makes any sense. And it so makes all the sense can, in the world. Welcome to the human race, Julie. Okay. So how can I make up for I, In fact, I just went to confession on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't feel as though, um, based on the priest's response, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm still having a problem reconciling those sins from years ago. Okay. So how can I find mercy from the Lord today in that? You, I'm going to give you a suggestion to do just what I did. Um, I was not a Christian until um, age 32 and not a Catholic until age 51. I'm 150 now. So, um, I, I searched out a really holy priest who became my spiritual director. And I said to him, I told him I'd like to do a general confession with him. And we made an appointment, not in the confessional with other people. We sat in an office. Again, it doesn't have to be face to face, but I met with him where we normally met for spiritual direction. And it, it was an hour and a half. I'll never forget that day. Um, and went through my entire life. 
Um, and I said, what do I do? How do I do it? He said, just start. And he said, I'll um, stop you or ask you questions along the way, you know, if I think of any. And I did. I just started from I don't know when, but as far back as I could remember of childhood. And... Um, and uh, and I grew up in a Jewish home, so I wasn't confessing anything not not to a not to a priest in any case, um, but um, I just went through my whole life. And when I said, um, and then I did this, Father would say, um, and then did you do that? In other words, did that lead to that? And I would say, yes, it did. I didn't think of it. And then he'd say, and did it lead to that? And I'd say, oh, no, it did, you know, and I wouldn't have even thought to go there. But there's nothing new under the sun, and he's heard millions of confessions, and he can really help. So if you go to, again, you can go face-to-face or behind a screen, but make an appointment. It doesn't have to take an hour and a half. It could take three hours. It could take 15 minutes. But... um, I, I, Julie, I wouldn't even write down all your sins. You can, if it makes you feel better that you think of, because you're afraid you'll forget them. I did not. Um, and uh, I I had, and I told you, an hour and a half, so many sins to confess my whole life. Um, and then I said, for all the other sins that I can't think of, and I'm forgiven, completely forgiven. I walked out of there sobbing so much that the priest was worried, you know, that I was in trouble, but I wasn't. Uh, I, it was just an amazing thing, and my only concern was offense against God at that point. Um, so I, I would recommend that you do that if you can. And there is shame. That's a yes, yes. And mm-hmm. there is shame. There's all of that. Um, you can go to a priest you don't know and sit behind the screen. So the personal aspect is uh, out of it. Once I did that, Julie, I was fairly new Catholic. I was so ashamed of my sin. This wasn't the general confession that I went across town to a parish who doesn't know me, to a priest who couldn't know me, and I said because there was uh, things I didn't want to confess to a priest who knew me it was an amazing it just and so i said to him father my first sin is that i've come across town to confess to you because you don't know me rather than a priest who knows me and that's pride and it's sin he said it is not sin god wants to make the sacrament of confession completely anonymous it should not stand in your way. If you have any concern, there's nothing wrong with going to a priest who doesn't know you. So if that helps, that's okay too. Yeah, that's helpful. So I just can call up any priest, I would assume, right, at this moment in time. Any yes, priest? You, any priest from any parish. Um, uh, but I, I wouldn't personally in this day take that chance. If I were looking for another priest, I'd find out who good holy priests are, and then I would go and sit. I know you, you have a family, it's difficult, but I would go and sit in at one of their masses um, and, and see if you want to uh, uh, have a general confession with them. See what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I did when looking for a spiritual director is that I had a, a major issue that wasn't sin, it was a theological issue, and it, it was very important to have it settled. And I picked out three 
wonderful, holy, beautiful priests. Um, because I wanted a spiritual director. And so I took the same problem to three priests in three different parishes. And um, two of them, they all were holy. They all gave me beautiful responses. But when I left two of them, I was focused on myself, which is death. When I left the third one, my heart was in heaven, which is life. And so that's who became my spiritual director. Mm hmm Great advice. Wonderful. Okay, Thank sweetheart. you so much. Yeah, and, and last thing, Julie, when you go to confession and you say to the priest, Father, um, th- there's so many years I didn't confess. I mean, apart from a general confession, you could say, or before you get to a general confession, say, Father, so many priests, uh, uh, priests, listen to me, sins from my past life um, that I've not confessed. I don't even remember um, uh, even maybe last week, I don't remember, but I'm very sorry for all of them. He will absolve you from every single one, whether you'll never remember it the rest of your life. You are absolved. But when you go to general confession, if you remember it, it's good to speak it. Got it. Wonderful. God bless. Thank you so God much. bless you, sweetheart. God bless you. We're going to take an email from Rosa. We've been trying to get to Rosa's email. I think this is the third try, Rosa. Let me read it today. We have enough time. We will get through it. Uh, Rosa um, writes, Dear Mother Miriam, I am a cradle Catholic, and I am 48 years old. I've been married for 25 years, have four boys, 24, 21, 19, and 14. I would call our family a very traditional Catholic family, never missed Sunday Mass, and are members of our church's choir. I taught catechism to my children and how to read scripture. I'm an educated woman who, while in college, began working with the federal government in a wonderful and very well-paid federal civilian position. Throughout my career, we had a wonderful old nanny to help us with the children. And even for a period of time, I was able to work part-time where both my husband and I were able to raise our children. Seven years ago, that is in 2013, we started having some problems with my teenagers and we found a way of paying off our home so I could stop working to stay home and finish raising our children who at that time were 17, 14, 13, and 6. I started attending daily Mass and listening to you since you were at the Immaculate Heart radio station about eight or nine years ago. It was very difficult for me to transition from a successful working mother to a simple mother and housekeeping. Oh, Rosa, Rosa, a simple mother and housekeeping from a very successful career. The vocation of mother is so much higher than any vocation in the world, including the President of the United States, if you only, only, only knew. A simple mother and housekeeper. It is the highest, most honored profession in the world. Rosa continues, listening to you was very comforting and inspiring. I have heard so much more about my faith and have learned to embrace my motherhood. My three oldest graduated from high school and only one is still pursuing a college career that he is paying himself. 
I took my youngest son out of public school and registered him in Catholic school, which he attended for two years until I realized he wasn't being taught a Catholic education. And two of the teachers were big Harry Potter fans who always tried to introduce Potter into classroom activities. I have to stop again for saying, parents, you have no right before God to put your children in a Catholic school and later find out it's no good. You are failing God. You are failing your vocation. You are failing your teacher. You need to know the curriculum and about the teachers before you put your children in there. Otherwise, you are doing harm and you are abandoning your vocation. There's the music for our second break. Beloved Rosa, we'll be right back with your email uh, right after the break. Don't go away. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Romero. I'm a retired Los Angeles cop. I'm a Catholic lay evangelist. You probably hear me Monday through Friday at the Terry and Jesse show. My new show on spiritual warfare is called Jesus 911. Every Saturday at noon, that's a Soul Patrol Catholic program where three cops on fire with our Catholic faith. You can hear this program around the world on the iCatholic radio app. Jesus 911, Saturdays at noon here on the Station of the Cross Radio Catholic Network. God bless you. Keep the faith. Podcasts of our network-produced shows are free for your listening pleasure at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Be uplifted in your faith and inspired to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on our iCatholic Radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, dear family, to Mother Miriam Live. We're right in the middle of a a bit of a lengthy um, email from Rosa 
Um, I, we've been trying to get to it, and we must uh, help Rosa here uh, because she's been waiting quite a while, um, and I want to continue with it. Um, <clears throat> Rosa says that, um, that she had a career. She's educated. She had a job. She's had nannies. She has four children and um, had a wonderful nanny for them. She said... Um, uh, but she, uh, at one point when her teenagers, I think the oldest at the time was 17, was beginning to struggle, um, she and her husband agreed, agreed that they would quit. she would quit her job and be a mother. And since then, she's grown in her motherhood. And she said, um, my three oldest graduated from high school. Only one is still pursuing a college career that he's paying himself. I took my youngest son out of public school and registered him in a Catholic school, which he attended for two years until I realized that he wasn't being taught a Catholic education, and two of the teachers were big Harry Potter fans who always tried to introduce Potter into classroom activities. Again, thanks to listening to you, Patrick Madrid and Dr. Ray Garendi, the Two people I love, Patrick Madrid and Dr. Ray Garendi. I got the courage to take him out of Catholic school and began homeschooling. He is an eighth grader and is doing great, and his grades have improved tremendously. After all that, Rosa says, here's my dilemma. Last week, my former supervisor called me to ask if I was interested in going back to work. I told her I was not looking, but she explained that it would be a better position and higher pay than what I previously made. After explaining to her my circumstance, she explained that at this time I would be working from home and that there are no plans on going back into the office in the near future. She also added that even when things get back to normal, there could be a possibility to work from home two or three days a week. And and Rosa says, I'm in dire need of your advice. My husband supports me either way, but he thinks that this is a God-sent opportunity. We don't have money in the bank, but a few thousand dollars to help us during a rainy day. We have been able to manage the finances on a day-to-day basis, but it would be wonderful not having to worry about money all the time. The job offer is not um, is not a done deal. My former supervisor would only be placing a recommendation in the uh, selecting uh, to the selecting official, but she needs to know as soon as possible. Last paragraph here. Rosa says, "Dear mother." What do you recommend? Part of me is afraid of placing my eyes on prosperity instead of divine providence. Please give me some godly advice. Of course, as you might imagine, I've been praying nonstop to our Mother Mary, to the Holy Spirit, for wisdom, and to Father Pio. All I want to do is God's will. Thank you, Rosa. Well, Rosa, if that's all you want to do, don't be afraid of doing it. Because... um, um, if you choose the wrong thing, if you you make a decision to go the wrong way, God can stop you. And if you make a decision to go the right way, God can um, eliminate any barriers. Um, my only concern, Rosa, it's, it seems like a fantastic opportunity since you can work at home. And hopefully 
you choose your own hours that way so you can be with the children when there's a need. Um, I, that sounds wonderful to me. My only concern is you mentioned um, after a while your your children, 17, 14, 13, and 6, uh, at the time uh, started acting up and um, were having a hard time in school. I don't know, and, and you were working at that time. I don't know if that was, uh, my guess is it's because you were working, um, and you wouldn't want to repeat that. So even though it, it looks like it's seven years later or so, um, run it by your whole family and you know talk about being at home um, and working on computer at home, uh, your freedom, your time, your hours, and it would be wonderful to have the whole family there say, yay, go mom, go mom, it's okay, mom. That would be nice. Um, and have your husband put the, uh, the cap on it. That would be very good. So um, I, unless your children really, really feel deprived and are at a loss from those years that you were not home, um, unless there's a problem that way, I would say uh, go go make that call and see see what would work out. Okay. Um, all right. I'm falling asleep again. This is terrible. All right. Um, Cheryl writes, Dear Mother Miriam, I heard Father Gabriel A. Morth, famous exorcist from Rome, give a talk um, and say that the consecration of Russia was not done before... Um, I'm sorry, sorry. The consecration of Russia was not done because he was in charge of putting it together for Pope John Paul II, and he was next to him during the ceremony. They brought the statue of the Blessed Virgin over from Fatima and placed it in the square. Pope John Paul knelt in front of the statue um, and tried to consecrate Russia, but political representative uh, forbid him, oh dear, forbid, uh, political representatives forbid John Paul II to say Russia. He tried three times, and they told him, no, I don't know who these Roman politicians were. Could you find out? No. I'm not going to find out. I, I, I'm not going to be able to do that. But I also saw uh, John Paul's consecration of Russia. And it did. It was consecration of the whole world. It was not, no mention of Russia and not in union with the bishops of the world. And Cheryl says, I saw this on YouTube. You would have to put in Father A. Moore to see it. My second question is as follows. Voting, and I don't believe that the... the um, um, the, the proper thanksgiving to our Virgin has been done, at least in the uh, Vatican. And then Shower writes, I saw, I saw this on YouTube, and you would, sorry, and you would have put it in Father, I saw this on YouTube, and you would have to put in Father Amorth to see it. My second question is as follows. 
voting Democrat in the election would be a mortal sin. That's right, because we would be fully aware that this party is pro-choice and Kamala Harris is being financially backed by the Planned Parenthood, by Planned Parenthood. Shouldn't our priests and bishops tell us this in our churches? Yes, they should. Their silence is amazing, and they will be accountable for their silence when they get to heaven. That's right. It's absolutely amazing. Um, It's amazing that I'm falling asleep right before you on the program. I can't keep my eyes open, but we're, I think, just a few seconds. There it is. Um, We're already at the closing break. I tell you, this is the first time I'm happy to hear the closing music. Oh, beloved, forgive me. I will get tons of sleep and be with you bright-eyed tomorrow. Pray for me. I hope I will. God bless, and we pray for all of you, dear ones. God bless you, and vote for President Trump. Vote for President Trump. It will be the salvation of our nations and our souls. See you tomorrow.